All right, I'd like to take your Bibles and turn to Psalms 2 and 8. Psalms 2 and 8. Praise the Lord. I've really enjoyed being here today and enjoyed the Sunday school class. Um, I thought about Brother Ken need to come up and say what he said in the Sunday school class about so many of the retired officers in our armed forces has written the president a letter about what needs to take place in this country to get us back on track. And I like what Brother Ken said, and I'm going to not say it because he said it, because I know the Lord is telling me that. We're going to pray here after I preach a little while. You must be pacific. Your prayers can't be like a shooting a shotgun shooting doves. You pray this and you pray that, you get nothing. You've got to be pacific of what you want from God. Read the four Gospels, find out how many times Jesus said, What do you want me to do? Be pacific of what you want. Okay? Amen. All right. Glory to God. What, Brother Ken? You've got to be pacific what you want from God. I'm a little nervous this morning. Had a good, wonderful prayer with Brother Jay Peters. I don't know what's going on there. I really don't know why he's coming up here nearly every Sunday morning. We pray, but, but there's something in the atmosphere. I know some of you look around and see empty pews, but you need your eyes in order for some eyesight and look around and see every pew full. Amen? You need to see them filled. Don't, don't see things empty. Don't see your life as it is. See your life what God says it is. Not what it's going to become, but what it is. He's already done what he said he's going to do. It's finished. It's finished. Okay. Psalms 2 and 8. Only ask, and what will he do? You ask, and he what? He gives. The nations, notice this, the nation as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. So we're going to ask, and we're going to do what? Receive. You ask in faith, expecting to receive, and you're going to receive what God says you're going to get. The Bible said as long as Abraham was asking for Sodom, he wouldn't ask him for himself, he wouldn't ask him for anything else, but for the God to prepare Sodom and don't destroy it because Lot was down there. As long as Abraham was asking, God was giving. When Abraham put off asking, God put off giving. When the prayers stop, God stops giving. You say, Brother Billy, I pray, but you got to pray consistently. We got to be diligently. We got to give him no rest. You got to stay after it to receive the things of God. Ask and you're going to what? You're going to receive. All those who ask shall what? You shall receive. If somebody don't say that out loud. I shall receive. We must believe what God has said. Act on what God has said. The wonderful things of God. Isaiah 62, 7 says, give him no rest. What that means, you've got to be diligently. You've got to be persistent. You've got to stay after it. 
you got to expect you're going to get it. If you don't get it today, you're going to get it when? You're going to get it tomorrow. You've got to expect it. Abraham was asking, not for himself, but he was asking to spare Lot and all of us, Sodom and Gomorrah. And as long as he was asking, God was what? Giving. But the minute that Abraham quit asking and turned and goes back to his tent and takes a rest, God poured out fire on Sodom because Abraham quit asking. Amen? You got to keep asking and expecting to receive something from God. Matthew 18 19 says this, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Two means unity. Two means witness. Psalms 133 said when the oil was poured on Aaron, Aaron's head, it ran down on his head, on his beard, on his garment, and dripped off the gown. Anytime there is unity, you can expect, Brother James Clayton, the oil to flow. When there's not unity, there is no witness. But when there's unity, the oil or the anointing of God will flow abundantly and do the work. You and I can't do the work. We're called to pray. He is called to do what? To do the work. So two, it's important for two to agree. Now I'm going to ask some of you this morning. I wonder if, when I get to it in a minute, is there any two people in this church this morning will get with me and agree with me and walk with me for several days. I'm not talking about coming to church. What we agree on to fast and pray. Is there any two of you will get together and agree and start being pacific what you want from God. You say, how long are we going to have to do that? Until you get it. Huh? If you're asking how long you're going to get it, you're already in unbelief. You've got to believe you're going to get it. The wonderful things of God. If two will agree. Unity and harmony. I watched a thing the other day. They interviewed this black police chief from one of the major cities in the north. And they talked about his character before they interviewed him and what kind of man he was. He's turned in his resignation. He's going to quit. He got a retirement coming and said, but I'm quitting. I'm tired of hearing all of these things. It's what's against the police. Defund the police. I'm tired of all this writing. I've gone as far as I can go as a police chief. I am not quitting. I'm going to get involved in some type of politics that I can make a difference. Can I ask you this morning to get involved in the kingdom of God where you and I can make a difference in the kingdom of God? He says, I intend for I leave this world to make a difference and help bring America back where she needs to be. You ought to shout hallelujah. God is not going to. God is raising up men and women. He's going to put in position to do something. And that could be me and that could be you. If two will agree. Israel was bound by the Philistines. They was all hid in caves. But Jonathan told his armor bearer, said, let's break out of the camp and let's go to the camp of the Philistines. And the armor bearer said, let's go. And then when they t 
talked to the Philistines upon this mountain, they said, come up to us. Jonathan looked at the armor bearer, said that's the sign that God had delivered them into Israel's hand. I want you to notice this. Jonathan never said that God has delivered them into my hands. He said, God has delivered them, oh, glory to God, in the hands of Israel. He turned to the Philistine, I mean, to the Jonathan, to the barrier, two, if two can agree and get in unity and walk in unity, there's going to be a witness. They got down on their hands and knees, the scripture said. They crawled up. Jonathan looked at the armor bearer and said, follow me. God, oh hallelujah, has, not going to, he has, not delivered in my hands because of what I'm doing. He's delivered them in the hands of Israel. And when they got up on that mountain, most of you know the story, they slew them, Philistines, and it brought Israel out of bondage. If any two can agree, witness and unity, there's people going to break out of bondage. They can't but help but come out. That's the word of the Lord. And I ask you, if you can, you don't need to say, well, we, we're just a busy time. We can't get together. You got a cell phone. Amen. Some of you can look at one another and talk to one another. You know, you, you can do that. The Bible said in Daniel, kept his window open. I used to think he opened it, but it didn't say that. It said he kept his window open toward Jerusalem when he prayed three times a day. The reason for that, Solomon had made a covenant with God. If anybody is away from Jerusalem and they pray toward Jerusalem, will you hear their prayer? He said, I will hear their prayer. That's why Daniel kept the window open. Keep a line open between you and God. Be persistent about praying. Don't give him no rest. And Daniel prayed. And God heard his prayers. He asked, and God what? He gave. When we ask, first of all, we need not be asking so much for ourselves. As we go through this, you've got to make sure you're asking for somebody else first. Then God will add to you blessings that you're not able to receive. Two are better than one. Because they have a good report for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift the other one up. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth. He have not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they would heat one another. And how can one be warmed alone? If one prevail against him, two shall establish him. And a threefold cord is hard or quickly cannot be broken. One chase a thousand, two chase how many? Tens of thousands. That's what happens when two can get together, get on the phone, make appointment with one another, say, now we're going to pray. Let, let me share this with you. Don't try to pray one hour. One hour can be frustrating. 
Your flesh can't normally take no one hour of prayer. And that's one thing wrong with our prayer meetings. We try to pray too long and the flesh gets wore out. When your flesh gets wore out, you no longer can be in the spirit. You got to get in the closet, close your door, get in secret just between you and God. And the spirit of the Lord will give you strength to pray. It may not be five minutes and it may not be ten minutes. But as long as it's in the spirit of God, he does the work and he can do it quickly. Amen. If we go, we're going to have some more prayer meetings, but I'm going to illustrate that to them. We must get alone, shut in with God, hear the voice of God, and act on the voice of God. Amen. You say, well, I ain't got nobody to pray with. Come to church a little bit early on Sunday morning, find one of these rooms that's open, and get in there with them and have a short prayer and talk to God. And do it often. Just, just do it often. Now let's talk about a threefold chord. It's hard to be broken. The most powerful law in the universe requires two. Nothing is more affected on earth against demon spirits than the law of agreement. Only it takes two to reproduce. One cannot reproduce you take a corn that comes up in the stalk. The silk that comes out of the ear of the corn is the female. The tassel that's in the top is the tassel. Those seeds in that tassel has got to fall out, fall in that silk to impregnate it, or it cannot reproduce. One, we need two to reproduce. Two in agreement. A threefold cord is hard to be broken. Again, I say unto you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst. In the book of Daniel, the second chapter, the king had a dream. He woke up and he didn't remember the dream. He's called his astrologers and soothsayers all in and told him, said, I've had a dream and I want you to interpret it, but I don't know what the dream was. You don't know what the dream was. And they said, there ain't no man on this earth can interpret that. Only the God can interpret that. He said, if you can't interpret it, said, I'm going to kill every one of you. I'm going to give you so long to interpret it. If you don't interpret it, I'm going to kill you. And all of your companions, I'm going to kill you. They said, it's impossible. And Daniel heard about it. And he went to the king. He said, just give me and my three. Everybody say three. Three companions a little time. Just, just give us a little time. That's all I ask. He just give us a little time. He didn't tell them then, but he, he, he said later that my God in heaven will answer prayers. How many could say right now, boldly out loud, my God answers prayers? He had a dream. He didn't know what the dream was. He couldn't remember the dream. But Daniel and the three Hebrew children, it is believed they were teenagers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, entreated God. And God, in the night vision, gave Daniel what the dream was. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited about that. If we pray, when we pray, not if we pray, but when we pray, 
two or three of us get together, I guarantee you God from heaven is going to hear. He's going to give you answers. You know, Daniel, David was going to go get the ark and bring it home. He sought the advice of 30,000 noblemen how to bring the ark. It was all wrong. Cost a man his life. It aggravated David. But then he went to the Lord in prayer and sought the Lord. Don't seek the things of this world. Seek God who has all the answers. Jeremiah said, if you'll seek God, he will show you great and mighty things which you know not. And that's what God did to Daniel. He showed him great and mighty things which no one knew. He gave him the interpretation and it spared all of them's life. So a threefold cord. And first Samuel, we find this about the two. And the Philistines had Israel surrounded in a stronghold, and they seemed to couldn't get out. And David said, Oh, how my heart longeth for water from Bethlehem. The word Bethlehem means bread. How my heart longed. The Bible said, He that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. My heart longed for bread from Bethlehem. I just love to have a good, cool drink of water from Bethlehem. Three of David's mightiest men, mighty men of value, got together and put their heads together. A threefold cord is what? Hard to be broken. And when they made up their mind and said, we're going to break through the ranks, glory to God. I am ready to break through some ranks. I am ready to break through something that's never been broken through before. These three men broke through the ranks of the Philistines that had them bound in the inside in a stronghold. They broke through the ranks and went down to the city of Bethlehem and came back and gave water to David. They were not asking for themselves. They was asking for someone else. And when they'd done that, I tell you, the tide changes. How many know that we can make the tide change? We can make the tide change in your family's life by fasting and praying and calling upon God and believing God is going to do something. Amen. We can do it. We empowered with it to do it. In Luke 9, Jesus invited Peter, James, and John. Paul called them the three chief apostles. Out of the 12, these were the three chiefs. Paul called them chiefs. He asked them to go up to Mount Transfiguration with him. And they got up there. And when they got up there, Jesus fell down on his knees and began to pray. And when he prayed, Moses and Elijah appeared. He prayed heaven down to earth. He brought what was in heaven down to earth. And the Bible said, as it is in heaven, let it be where? In earth. And then they went down and they found this young boy throw himself in the fire, throw himself in the river. And Jesus says, what's the problem? And the father says, I brought him to your disciples to pray for him. And they can't deliver him from this demonic spirit inside him. He asked the disciple, I'm just paraphrasing a little bit. He asked the disciples, why didn't you cast him out? He said, well, we've been casting out others. We've had success in all the others we cast out. But there's something about this one we can't cast out. 
said, what's the problem? And Jesus said, this kind. Everybody ought to say this kind. There's some problems are more difficult than others. There's some demons within one man. The Bible said that he was fierce, exceedingly fierce. But Jesus cast him out. And Jesus said, this kind comes out by what? They were praying people. They might have been fasting people. But what Jesus is telling them there, it's got to be consistent. You've got to persevere. God is rewarder of those that diligently seek God, that don't give him no rest. And Jesus gives us a story about the man going at the midnight hour and woke up his friend. And he said, a friend has come to my house, and I don't have anything to give him. How many of you know that we need to have a word, a bread of life, when somebody comes to us, is in need, and this is what this is all about. We need to have a word, a bread of life, when they come and ask us. We need to have readiness to give them a word. This man had no bread to give his friend. What he does, James said, don't send him down the street and tell him you'll pray for him. But he goes in the midnight hour to his friend, which is Jesus Christ. He knocks on the door. And if what Jesus is teaching here, you've got to keep on knocking until he gets up, until you get the answer. You're not to give him no rest. You're to command. Isaiah said you had to command him. Like Brother Ken told him, the, the, I guess that buffalo gnats was biting on him. And he kept telling the Lord, Lord, why don't you put these gnats out of here? They're bothering me. I can't do my work. The Lord, just come on. Now, why don't you do it? And finally it came to him. The Lord sort of spoke to his spirit, I believe, and said, Ken, why don't you do it? How come you don't do it? He said, then I'll do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command these buffalo gnats to leave me alone. They didn't leave him alone, but the second time he did it, they all left him. God has given us the authority to come against the powers of the darkness of hell and command them to leave. Amen. And they will leave. The friend got up and not only gave him what he asked for, but they gave him more than what he needed. Jesus gives freely and abundantly. When do you look to God? I believe there's a miracle here. I agree with Brother Don. There's a miracle here today in the house. The wonderful things of God. I'm going to ask them to get ready. I'm going to just quit right here. We've got so much more we want to say, but I'm going to quit right here. Amen. Praise God. I want to ask them to come, and we're going to have some music. And if you have a need, we want to ask you to come, and we're going to believe something's going to happen in your life today. Something's going to happen. It's already happening. The atmosphere is charged with the Holy Ghost today. There's a charge with a miracle here today in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a true story about a teenage boy. I think I still got that DVD. It's called Iron Will. It's a true story about him and his father was out on one of the lakes up north and, and uh, with a dog sled and the uh, sled fed through the ice and the dogs were trying to pull him out and his feet slipping on the ice and he couldn't. Finally, the father told his son, said, cut us a loose. Cut the sled and cut me a loose. 
and the son wouldn't do it. Finally, the father got his knife out and cut the dogs loose, and he went down and drowned. And there was come a sled race like uh, do in Alaska, and there was enough money to save their farm. His mother didn't want him to run because he was so young with those dog sled. But the Indian that lived with him on the farm encouraged him to run with the dogs. And this is what the Indian told him. Always listen to the wind. The voice of God is in the wind. God will guide you all the way. Just hear the voice coming out of the wind. How many know that God is always speaking? God's not on no journey. He's present everywhere. Angels. Somebody will say angels is around me. Angel, the angels is here and you don't know it. We, we need to wake up and learn the angels is with us and the presence of God is with us in everything we do and everywhere we go, the presence of God. And sometimes that boy would stop that sled and just sit there, stand there, and he'd hear the voice of God coming through the wind into his heart. Some people say, I wish I could hear God speak to me. He's speaking every day of your life. This dull of hearing. We got to get our ears anointed where we can hear. God is a spirit and he speaks in spirit he's alive he loves us he's inside of us he wants to communicate with us the wonderful blessings of God praise God Daniel asked for the impossible and he got the impossible he wasn't asking for himself so to speak he was asking that God would give it to the king and the king would know there's a God in heaven would you stand please